Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's the one and only V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, El Cuco himself, producer CJ, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast is coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app and every platform known to humanity. The links are in the description box. Check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com. MyCBDedibles.com, whether it's coffee or you want some doggy treats that's infused with some CBD, go there. And, folks, we have a special guest today. We've been trying to get this guy on for a while. We are happy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have my fellow New Yorker in the house, Frank, from Fr- Quite Frankly, is on live with us. Frank, what's up, buddy? What's going on? How are you? I'm just so happy this is this is happening, you guys. I really am. No, me too. I've been, like I said, I've been watching you guys for a while. And to, I, I think... Uh, was it CJ or, or V? Was it you who, who popped up in the uh, the super chats one night? I just said, "Oh, that was me, <laughs> dude." I said, "This is," I said, "Oh, this is going to be great." And so you knocked on my door, and I'm so happy about it. And now here we are, yeah, dude. It's a long time coming, bro. Long time coming. You're holding the fort down in New York. Where do you want to begin, man? First of all, plug your site, plug your podcast, plug how people can follow you, your social media. Go for it, man. Okay, well, I, I, to, to keep it easy, uh, quite frankly, .tv. I do a show every night, two hours, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Been working on that for a very, very long time. We've been, we've been broadcasting here, uh, our little group, my brother my, and my best friend. We've been doing our thing over here in New York since 2006. And I think I, I started doing my show, my individual show, around 2010 to not like muddy all of our other talks that we were having about, you know, nonsense with conspiracy theories and, and current events and history and all that. So I've been doing, uh, quite frankly, since, I don't know, maybe for about uh, the 20, uh, for, for 11 years now. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling like we're really, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I love the people that we're meeting now. And I love everybody that just has found each other and gravitated toward each other because at one point it really felt like it was always going to be a passion play that I was going to have to keep just to my to my own little private musings and go off and have to get a you know a number of jobs that I hate to 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 
to, to pay the bills. And now all of a sudden the world has changed over the last 11 years, boys. And, yep. um, I just, uh, I'm very grateful for what we're doing and, uh, and, and chasing what we're chasing. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great time to be alive for sure. I mean, there's always danger lurking, but you know what? It's like for us to be alive at this time, commentating on everything that's happening is truly remarkable, man. So, yeah, we're glad that we're glad that we're doing this, bro. For glad sure. Yeah, but you know, you uh, you guys are, um, you guys are really tempting me with uh, the relocation uh, considerations here. Uh, of course, we're thinking about. Where do we go in the next few years or so if, if we can even make it that long? Because as you said, holding down the fort, I'm, I'm holding down uh, our my property. That's that's yeah. really all it is. My life is writing during the day. I write during the day. I take care of things around here. You know, the baby's home. I've got Lauren home. And then we go to the studio. I go to the studio around 530 and... It's that, and it's band practice, yeah. and then I come back home. It's two locations. I, I'll put yeah. it to you this way. Um, before, I think it was December of 2018, I drove my car off the lot. I, I leased a new car back in 2018. I like leasing. And yeah. I'm bringing it back this this December. Right now, I only have about 12,000 miles on the car. After three, <laughs> it, it used to be 12,000 miles a year easily when I was personal training one sure. percent of the time. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Uh, I think I might have driven a, a thousand miles the last uh, the last twelve months. What the hell did yeah. they do? So yeah, the, the, no, the, for real, man. It, it's you know one of the things that being in New York is like, what the hell do you do? I mean, it's a different world. I mean, I, every so often I pop on the Times Square live cam just to see what's happening in Times Square, bro. It's dead. It's dead. I think last week some lady and her five year old kid got shot in the middle of Times Square. That was four, the last exciting thing that happened. Four year old. Yeah, four year old. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's awful. It's awful. You know, I was I was talking about this before earlier on today with a friend of mine. He's um he's he spent quite a bit of time in and out of jail, and I'll just say that. And you know, he was he sent me some stuff about what he's seeing where he lives in the country, mm-hmm. uh, of all of the different barricades that have been put up around the police departments. Their local police departments Jeez. talking about this is no, you cannot protest beyond this, beyond this mark and all that, all the, all the, um, the, the ways and the lengths that police departments have had to go to defend themselves from, from the, the mobs and, and this, this real, this real one sided, vicious mentality about society and where the violence is really coming from and all that crap. And I was talking to him about that. Because since you're bringing up public safety and just the degradation of, of civilization in general, and he was saying, you know, back in the day, I'll, I'm just going to tell you from a criminal mindset, because that's just where I come from. He said, I, he said, back in the day, you know, yeah, we were at odds with the police officers. If we were running our game in the street and we we're doing something like that, we were at odds with the police officers. But you know what? You couldn't, as much as we were on the opposite side of the universe as them, we still operated with a level of respect of them. We gave them their props and we tried to beat them at their own game. I mean, right. that's the same as, I don't know if you saw Rudy Giuliani just did a stream with Michael Francis and um and oh uh, really wow from yeah. the, the the former bo- the mob capo he just did it uh, it's it's really interesting wow dude, that's joe, surreal bro dude joe pags did uh, hosted them 
So you had somebody that was on one side of the game that was trying to be got, uh, you try to evade Rudy Giuliani and his Rico squads. And then yeah. it, it, you start realizing this is a symbiotic, symbiotic circle here. Why do I bring yeah. this up? You brought up Times Square. You brought up just the general malaise of things right now. I always felt, and I'm sure you probably did too, I always felt a level of comfort knowing that, okay, well, you know, the gangland murder over here, somebody gets, you know, found with his eyes gouged out over there, a couple of pennies on his head. You, you, you understand that there are things going on, brutal, brutal uh, realities of the world that are yeah. playing out among people who know exactly what they're getting themselves into and they're taking care of each other. But there's a certain random nature to the chaos and the violence and the targeting thereof in this country now that ha that knows no borders and also it is being incubated by a myopic media that allows people who are doing these types of things to operate under the protection of their one-sided reporting that is mm -hmm. scary i i would much rather live uh, in the environment that was that was uh, that was ongoing in New York City in the yeah. early 1980s with the gang right. wars and stuff like that, rather than this this random people, you know, brothers uh, duking it out in, in Times Square, a four year old gets shot in the leg. I, it's uh, not that people didn't caught, get caught in crossfire back then, but it's there's no reason and or rhyme to what we're living through right now. It's utter chaos, man. You know, the, back in the 80s and 90s in New York, dude, it's it, 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 there were rules. Yeah, you, you, you had the mob, you had the gangs, you had all the things that were happening, but there were some ground rules. Now there's only one gang. That's these ridiculous far leftist politicians who have absolutely wrecked the state, wrecked the city, and it's in their safe tyranny that all this malaise, all this chaos is happening. It's it, It's like the rules are gone because everybody's mentally ill. Like I got, I got friends of mine in in, in some very high end areas in Soho and Tribeca. I mean, they come out of their penthouses, they're coming out of their apartments, and there's like a homeless bum taking a dump right right around the block. There's a guy who's strung up on drugs. He's walking around like a zombie. It's like it's dude. It's like turning into San Francisco, but with a very high level of violence. It's unreal, man. And it happened so quickly. Very. It happened so quickly. Um, I, I mean, I mean, you look at you look at the the, the downturn in 2020 alone, where uh, th that whole defund the police thing spread all throughout the the country so quick, and just it was like overnight in New York, the gun violence, the stabbings, the murders, yep. they went yep. up uh, hundreds of percentage points. And it, it's funny you say there too about there's only one gang left. Last year, my wife and I we were watching this. Um, this uh this netflix miniseries that came on out called fear city did you see it no no i, I it, missed that one it's it, it's okay it's called fear city and it was based on how rudy giuliani came on in to try to yeah. solve a supposedly unsolvable problem how do you actually break apart these the the grip that these families that these organized crime families have on the, uh, the 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 biggest metropolis in the United States. How do you come on and do that? And it was a and it's a really awesome um, uh, series about that cat and mouse game between the two. But when I went and I took my thoughts about the series to my show later on that week, because I I like just talking about things I'm watching and just see what people think and if I can 
take some bigger questions or themes from the show and turn it into a a, a talk radio session. And I brought it out to, to everybody. And I said, I, I, watching the methodologies that Rudy Giuliani and, and the, the, um, the attorney's office went after all of these mobsters with, I said, really, in the end, was it worth it? Are we better off? Are we really better off? They used RICO to take down all these people, and it left the biggest, most unaccountable mob behind that, mm. that I really do believe that New York City would be much better off if it were in the hands of the five families right now. <laughs> right now, I, absolutely. This well, yeah, there's, there's, there's only one thing, right? The, 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 I think the downfall of the mob, I think it really came when the younger generation started coming in, and they started doing something they'd never done before. Which they got involved in the drug trade. Oh, the yeah. drug trade screwed them up because now you got people where they're in the mob, they're in the mob, they're in the families, but they're also getting high on their own supply, and that started screwing it up. And the younger generation didn't have the class, the respect, the omerta that the older generation had, and that's when. So the the, the mob was ripe for the picking. So when Giuliani came on board, man, they were sloppy. At that point, they gotten real sloppy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, and then of course, when you when when you start considering that chapter, that chapter afterwards in the late '80s, going into the early '90s, or the the John Gotti chapter, that was when it started becoming uh, even. Well, I mean, Al, Al Capone was a, a big ham too. He loved the media, loved Hollywood, uh, was always out out there. First real self promoter in that yeah. line of work but it, you know it, we you got that again a couple of decades a couple of generations later with john Gotti, big self-promoters love to be seen almost like a local hero to the neighborhoods but you know like i said it, times they come and go i'll tell you one thing that that has changed because of course there's no glorifying the kind of um the kind of uh culture that that it, that makes organized crime la cosa nostra in particular thrive it's a it's a culture of coercion which of course is the culture that we're living under right now with the government oh absolutely 1000 percent. but you know what there was a time with all of this problem all the problems that culture could have our civilization could have there was a time that we all had a common belief in something we all Mm -hmm. waved the american flag we all had just some things in common that were were very basic and uh, a belief that there are just two sexes, two genders, two ways to wake up in the morning. God forbid. There's been there's been things stripped away from us yeah. that used to stand the test of time that are no longer there. I think that's what's really sending us down the the, uh, the toilet quick now. Yeah, it's like the crux of what makes us hum- humans, right? Like when you look at this whole entire agenda with, hey, there's three thousand genders. This week my gender is peanut butter. Next week I'm I, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, seltzer water or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like when you look at the fact that gender is so diluted, when you look at the fact that they're blurring the lines between male and female, you know, when 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 even in, when you look at police mugshots, it says trans woman was caught uh, trying to rob a bank in order to fund her drug habit. I'm like trans woman. That's a dude with a beard, man, with a wig. You, you, you see what I'm saying? It's it's like, it's like we're pussyfooting around common language and the distorted language. They're controlling people's thoughts, and 
That and the second fact. Dude, you ever walked into a Target recently? No. Okay. Go into a Target. Just go by the women's section and just look at the posters of the women hanging up. Now, when you and I were younger, in department stores, you go by there, you'd have beautiful women hanging up as like their models wearing the clothes and all that stuff, right? Yes. Now it's like they're <laughs> morbidly obese. So what's happening with the with the three thousand genders? What's happening with the vilification of beauty? Like we you, we all we all we all remember what happened with that with that protein company, right? They put up some ads in Manhattan. This was a few few summers back, right? They put up an ad in Manhattan, some girl in a bikini, and all the fatties got all the obese people got. Oh my God, it's body shaming, fat shaming, blah 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 blah. Dude, what they've done between the whole gender thing and the whole obesity thing and all, and everything else, they've dehumanized us. They dehumanized us. There's no, there's no um, yearning to ascribe or or, or to or, or to strive for beauty or health or anything like that. They've made it so ugly, where, where people don't have a problem that hey, you know what? I'm gonna go shoot my brother in the middle of Times Square, and who cares who gets hurt? You know, people have no problem getting outraged about the most nuance of things. And mm. the crazy thing is. We've created an entire generation of wokesters who are also the most tyrannical. It's crazy how they did this. Yeah. I, I, I remember not too long ago, uh, I don't know, it might, actually it might have been, might be about seven, seven years ago now. I remember somebody going after some mom for, for putting up some post or it, it was some kind of a media. I, I live next to a, an airport here, so. This is JFK or LaGuardia. Yeah, no, no, it's a Westchester Airport. Oh, dude, okay, WPN. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean HPN. Sorry, I just didn't want to be inside. I, it's too nice. I said I'm going to go outside for this call. They're going to yeah, be a little yeah. bit of green, a little bit of sun. But it's uh, all good, bro. It's all good. Either way. But yeah, no, I remember going after some some mom for for having three children, but but being in shape and call, and that's when we. Oh, started. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, that's when I started seeing uh, that whole body positivity thing, and I and I'm 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 a personal trainer by trade uh, for since I don't know I, I started doing it professionally around 2008, and nice. that's how I kept myself going for uh, all the time that I needed to pay bills while I pursued this radio thing, this independent radio thing that I didn't think would actually go anywhere given the climate, but the climate changed. Well, imagine that. Well, the climate keeps changing. And I uh, and, and, and when you look at this, I really do believe and tonight on my show, I was going to talk a little bit about um, cultural Marxism, just a little bit. And of course, the Frankfurt School and where it all came from every time, every once in a while, you have to come back around and and talk about that stuff. And that picked apart not only things like capitalism, but it picked apart objective reality. Mm. And of course, if you disassociate people from objective reality, I had a. Um, I have a, a young family member of mine. We were not too long ago uh, getting, we got together on a Sunday morning, we're hanging out and the whole, I, the, the very, you know, somebody had mentioned how it's, um, how it's becoming more and more prevalent to see boys and men competing in girls sports and how they did not think that it's, it was appropriate or fair in any way, shape or form, which it's not. And, um, you know, you know, we have a, a young, a young family member who obviously is just part of a, a generation that has had its compassion completely weaponized on itself 
and turned yeah. inward. And not in one way, they, they just said, well, I, I mean, but they identify, if they identify as a girl, then what's the problem? And I, and, you know, everybody, oh everybody took, everybody took stances on that, that I don't think were very helpful. Some people were quoting the Bible. Some people were doing that. And I had to, um, I had to save up my, I just stayed quiet and I had to save my, my thoughts on that for a time when I could express that the very basic nature of what we're looking at here, whether we're talking about a person in a bikini that's being shamed for taking care of themselves, you know, you're not born to be fat. Some people come down with conditions, metabolic conditions, uh, thyroid, uh, thyroid problems. There's many reasons why a person can suffer from obesity as a result of a condition that needs to be treated. But as far as aside from everything else, we are, there's no doubt in my mind that we all, most of our, world's problems is between the ears yep. and i to, the very basic thing here is if you are able if you are able to get on down and find a way to convince people that something as basic as biology is not set in stone and that there is nothing there to tether us to the most basic aspects or elements of our humanity then you can literally convince somebody of anything and it's not even just the fact that a person will believe anything. They will then, by merit of having to follow that logic and not wanting to go against the herd, have to fight with themselves. Well, yes, I guess anything is possible. I guess that a reality is completely subjective. If this man over here can declare his penis to be a vagina and we have to accept that it is in fact a vagina then literally nothing can be denied if the yeah. herd picks up something else as its new crusade. And that's yeah. where we are right now, where pro- progressivism is is such a regressive disease yes. that it, it, it rots the very walls of the cell. Well, I right. mean, what is a cell without its walls? What is a, what is a, a nation without its borders? I mean, yeah. there's there's nothing there when you take away those those tenants. Where do you go from? It's all about control. A person cannot discern properly the world around them if they have been convinced that things as basic as biology is subjective. You can't you can't survive that. That's no. a that, that's a mortal wound. It is. You know the th- the crazy thing is it's 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 like the entire Western world has been caught by some sort of a disease. A disease where, like, we're we're questioning the biological medical reality of that there's two genders. There's only two. Medical science is impinges. It, it hinges on the fact that there are two genders. And any idiot who did, and like you, I've you know through college, I was a you know I worked my way through college as a, as a personal trainer. New York sports clubs, man. <laughs> NYC, oh, oh, I were, I, I NASM. Clients, but mostly YMCA is for me. Yeah, there you go. So one of the things, it's like, you know, people are like, well, what, what's the big, uh, there's no real, real difference. Like these twinks, these days, there's no real difference. I'm like, really? Well, um, a, a, a man has twice the muscle mass, twice the bone density, you know, twice, more than quadruple the testosterone levels. And if you don't think there's a difference, there's a huge difference, a huge, massive difference. And again, this, this, why do you think Western civilization 
is where it's at. And why do you think it's collapsing? Like, we can't even come to terms anymore that there's only two genders. Like, anything like what you said, Frank, anything that is an obj- that is a purely irrefutable fact of reality is not everything's questioned. Why do you think? How do we get here, man? Well, I, I um, th- there are two things that are going on here, and one of it, some of it is is natural, a natural degradation, almost like when a well, even though car batteries are are designed to uh, are designed to erode and and die, but let's just take the the car battery situation, you know, something that just has a shelf life. We have seen. Many times, I think it was, um, what the hell is her name? Camille Paglia. And let me, uh, Camille Paglia, who is a, she is a, a progressive lesbian who is actually least liked amongst, amongst progressives and lesbians because she, like, like, uh, unlike others, did not, does not like, she's like, I guess, like more of like a Green Party type of thinker. Um, she rejects. And highly critical of second and third wave feminism. Uh, she doesn't like the Clintons. Uh, and she's very, she's really awesome. I love listening to her. I've tried to get her on my show a couple of times, but I'm not, um, I'm not high class enough, I guess. And I, she, she did a, um, if you go on YouTube somewhere and you, you type in Camille Paglia on transgenderism, she, there's like a seven minute clip of her talking about how where we are right now with gender identity and this and that that if you go back into time even in like the hellenistic period the greeks uh, at the end of the the, the 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 greeks you know civilization or even just the romans there too you can see just through the expressions of their artwork how they we tend to get so I don't know, impressed with ourselves that we have to try to find new frontiers yeah. and new ways to to express how highbrow and how cultured that we really are to the point where we get very laissez-faire about everything. And, uh, and, and you know, oh, you know, uh, uh, homosexual, heterosexual, man, woman, what does it really matter? It's all the same thing. It's all, we can go this way and that way is the way she, she describes it. And she said, um, you know, what, what you see though expressed even in the artwork of that time is how uh, the expressions and the, the depictions of those Roman and Grecian societies at one time, very robust and very sure of itself, became a little bit more uh, a little bit more languid looking, a little bit more wet noodle-ish looking, she says. And you can just see how it's it just this this thing that we go through. So I believe that there's a natural cycle, at least in the philosopher, uh, the, philo- the, the, the philosophy-rich aspects uh, of, the, of, of world culture. Yeah. Um, and then there's something else there, too. I think that also we're in an age right now where mass communication mass media once we got into the mass media age and people started understanding people who wanted to always control the world and had tried for many years and different all throughout different phases of it they started realizing that the tools to um to really trigger innate parts and highly corruptible parts of human beings were at their fingertips and that could be done in such um such really effective and demonic ways i think that we're we're looking at a double-sided thing we have this kind of self-destructive 
bend inside of us just as history shows us. But there's also is that we're living in a time when very manipulative people who have already figured out the human psyche so long ago know that they have the most powerful weapons at their fingertips to, to bring us to heal. And yeah. there is nothing more damaging to the um, there's nothing more damaging to the the plans that some people have for consolidating the world and its resources and everything else than free societies. So that is why truly democratic societies are being eroded. You know, the EU, um, the, uh, the the U.S., they're having a little bit of a harder time with the U.S., thank God. I mean, Canada's come. Canada, I believe, is really just being turned into a loosely governed uh nature preserve there's really (laughs) nothing going on up there anymore all the commonwealth countries are are suffering canada new zealand australia uh, you 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 see them just absolutely folded up man yeah so i i think i i think it's it's two sides of the same coin there's something naturally in us that degrades over time if we're not if we don't hold to certain principles that made us great at one point we just get I think anybody out there, it's like that, that civilization cycle about, um, you know, uh, hard times, hard times creates strong men, yep. uh, uh, strong men create good times, good times creates weak men, weak men creates bad times. And yep. because you just, we, I guess we, we create something great, create a surplus, we create stability, and then we just want to sleep on the pool deck for a couple of generations. And that just naturally happens. You, it, and then once technology progresses, you have to imagine somebody's going to take advantage of our weakest, our weakest uh, behavioral patterns. And here we are. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right, man. Where do you think the U.S. is going, man? Like I, I, I see a best case scenario and a worst case scenario. The best case scenario is we balkanize and I see red states getting redder, bluer states getting bluer. And uh, at, maybe at some point, you know, there's going to be a divorce. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Or worst case scenario, the whole damn thing uh, collapses, and uh, we have uh, we're literally up uh, Craps Creek, so to speak. I oh, am I, am I not supposed to curse on this? I think I curse. You can say it. You can say Shit's Creek. It doesn't matter. Okay, because <laughs> I, I curse all the time. You ought to see our Wednesday program, Cuss with Gus. You'd love it. Okay, good. Because I once I hear somebody say Craps Creek, I'm like, oh damn it, are we on it? No, no, it's all good, dude. Well, either uh, I have been. I've been saying for a long time, and, and, and a lot of people have not liked it, but I have, I've really just been praying for that divorce. And yeah. what I mean by that is the tools are all there. A divorce is not it's the most American thing in the world for states. <laughs> yeah. It's the most American thing in the world for states to say, F off to centralized authority and, yeah. for, and for Americans to be distrustful. Uh, and to have disdain and distrust for um, for uh, government in general, it's the most American thing there is. Now we have a Tenth Amendment. I, I really, and we also have eight, well, oh, well over eighty-five million people that voted for Donald Trump. People who Easily. understood something very. And these are not eighty-five million Republicans. These no. are not people. There's not an exodus to the Republican Party. To hell with both of them. I can't yep. stand both parties. The Republican Party was the first progressive party in this country, and they helped solidify its gradual collapse. But, you know, I, I think um, I really do think that at this point, if the real representation that we saw in this election, real people that went out to vote, not the piles of 
bullshit ballots that act, that actually don't have a person attached to it. If those people actually go on out in their localities and they take over their school boards and they take over their their city councils and their village councils and they go for mayorships and this and that, or they do like what my my friend Tracy uh, had done by going for their 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 county GOP chair uh, chairmanships that are open all over the country and they're just finding ways to actually go in and uh, represent themselves as American traditionalists, then we are going to see a rash of states, which we're already seeing, invoking their 10th Amendment powers to say, to hell with you. Uh, You know, this is not your domain. Now, here's what needs to really happen. We need to see states find a way to get off of this methadone drip of federal money Yep. The highway, the highway dollars, all of these these block grants that come on in, if they can get independent from the federal methadone drip and just start saying to hell with you. Oh, my God. Overnight, overnight, everything changes. Everything changes. You want to start. Oh, it, it would be amazing. Amazing in that respect. And it can be done uh, in a fairly bloodless way. You don't have to. You don't have to vote in crushing majorities to secede from the union like South Carolina did in the 1860s, um, even though it was their right to leave. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You just have to simply say, no, thank you. Like, for example, Mrs. what's this uh, this abortion bill? Um, <clears throat> what's this abortion decision coming up with the with Supreme Court? This has to do with Mississippi. Uh, I haven't tracked it. Well, what have you heard? Either way, it's uh, the Supreme Court is picking up a case that has to do with a southern state, either Mississippi or something like that, that bans, that seeks to ban abortions past um, five months. Gotcha. And or 15 weeks. I forget what the hell it is. Uh, they so they're saying, oh, this is going to bring up Roe versus Wade again, which a grant which uh, confirmed a woman's constitutional right to this. There's no constitutional right to anything like that that has to do with no. the ending or preserving of a life uh there's nothing like that anywhere but what this does do is it pre- presents an opportunity for mississippi or whatever states do this to just simply say oh okay the supreme court wants to make a wants to give an opinion on what we can do over here in our state fine go right ahead and if they vote um in accordance with the state's right to do that that's great but if not they should go ahead and do what the hell they want anyway, because right. it is not their domain. This is where we need a mental divorce, and people need to start understanding our system of government over here a little bit better. That happens, then. Uh, I mean, you, you wonder why they try to consolidate all of our minds, take our country as a whole, and collapse us. That's why the big, the worst thing that they can do to us right now is continue to destroy the dollar. Because yeah. whether a state is deep red or deep blue, we all use the same money right now. So um, they're, they're they're trying to to blanket suffocate us in some ways. When you know it's it's interesting when you said about the the highway dollars and the and the methadone drip. People don't realize this on an economic front. When the federal government, when the Federal Reserve or federal funds. Or, or, or these fiat dollars enter a state system. Every time there's a debt issuance by a central bank, it creates a negative feedback loop in the economic sense. In other words, what occurs is you have what's called capital destruction, and this is a phenomenon we've been facing since 2008. When they started, they started off with uh, with it was TARP, 
right? That was about you know getting the toxic assets mm-hmm. out of the system because of the 2008 financial collapse. It started with TARP, then it went to Twist, then it went to ZERP, you know, zero interest rate policy. And soon it's going to be NERP, negative interest rate policy, alongside with universal basic income, because that's where they're going to go. They got to stick the inflation somewhere. So every time that these morons put more and more of these dollars out there, it is killing capital. It's killing liquidity. It's killing velocity. The best thing a state could do right now is say, you know what? I'm good. We're good. We're going to have our own monetary uh, policy. We're going to issue our own currency. I mean, there was a time you know, prior to the Civil War, man, You, every state had its own currency. It yeah. literally did. Every every bank had its own certificate of deposit that you could trade against and borrow and pay and do payments with because it was backed by something. Back, we yeah. could return to something like this. It's not impossible. No, it's not no. impossible. It, you know, especially it, it, there's so much damage with and people don't realize this the amount of damage that happens with stimulus. It it's capital destruction. I mean, I could I could speak 12 hours on this, but I'm not I'm not gonna get into that fact here, but but, dude, yeah, you're right. It, the best thing we could do is, is be like, hey, you know what? We're good. We don't need it. We come up with our own solutions. It, it, it needs to happen that way. It yeah. really does. And then you know, you, then you know what's going to happen. All of the uh, the, the brain-dead Ocasio-Cortezes out there, they're oh, going to start running for state government again. I always wonder, like I have a I have a new um, a representative over here in my district, a district that was um, that was holed up by Nita Lowy for like 35 years. She left last uh the, the last this is the, the, the end of her last term and this new guy mondaire jones comes on in and oh, mondaire right. jones has he has his pronouns in his bio on twitter and uh mondaire uh, he's a freshman on out there but he's trying to make himself and he's trying to make a name for himself in washington dc and of course he was the one that that really tried to spearhead the whole dc statehood nonsense and every time that mondaire sends out a mass mailer to all of his constituents like me, I always respond to it. And I know that somebody either got my replies at some point and put me in spam. I have no clue. But um, I always ask, Mondaire, why aren't you running for local office? Nothing that you're trying to do right now is within the uh, is within the description of your office. Uh, Hey, Mondaire, have you read Article one, Section eight recently? Where the hell where the hell do you get the authority? Does anybody get the authority to dictate what kind of money is going to be given out in the uh, in the face of once again unconstitutional pandemic lockdown bullshit? So they go on out there, and I'm just like, this is really is this really the founders' vision that you put a whole bunch of blowhards in government and um, they just say, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to do whatever the hell we want to do, um, and uh, and we have a clause, we have a general welfare clause that allows us to open up the door to anything and now we have these idiots these yeah. morons these yep. absolute moron shysters that are on in there and that are uh and are pretending that any of this is normal and if somebody if the states really started t- sticking it to the federal government and made the federal government a, a place where they can't get anything done i mean always things were always done Federal Republicans and Democrats, they agreed on all the things that ne- were necessary to keeping the, the grift moving. But uh, if the states just said, no, thanks, you guys play your games. Uh, we're not going to be sending you any tax dollars on this, this and this. We don't want anything in return. You can send in the federal troops if you want, but you're not going to get anything out of us. 
there's no there's there's no war that can be waged against 25 states that defy the federal government. They shouldn't. Right. They, 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 I, I really wish that that would be the case. Really wish, because then you see all these rats that supposedly um, represent a small a small district in uh, in Queens, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who by some re- she she represents supposedly 700,000 people, one one bird brained woman represents 700,000 people, even though about 150,000 people actually voted for her into office. Meanwhile, she has millions of subscribers on Twitter, and she talks in collectives about the entire country and the world. This, you, you're telling me that even 100,000 people who voted for her in Queens are, are, really, are, are really, she's not talking about local issues. No. These people need to be stuffed back into the holes that they came from. You'd yeah. see people like that going right back to work in, in, in state government once they realized that federal government jobs were not as glamorous as they once were. That would be awesome, too. Yeah, that and some term limits would do the trick. And then you, you destroy um, campaign financing, just, just eradicate it. You can't it, it, the lobbying would stop. We're so corrupt from the foundation to the topmost stone at this point, man. It's like if our founders were to you know resurrect from the grave and look at us that they'll, they'll be wondering why the hell are we not hanging these bastards from lampposts and you said campaign financing there too what was yeah. the big reason why somebody needs to finance a campaign what's the what's the biggest thing that they're that they're even spending those millions of dollars on they're spending it on at they're spending it on marketing they're spe- spending it on 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 television radio back in the day at least television radio mass mailers this and that all of that is done We're, there's nothing donald trump's uh, uh 2016 campaign i always bring that on up everybody says we need to get money big money dark money this and that money all the different types of money we got to get it out of politics I was like, did you miss the plot in 2016 i understand the left was uh, preoccupied with the lie that it was russia that made Donald Trump what he was, but he 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 spent less than half of the money that Hillary Clinton spent to lose. She didn't she spend close to two billion dollars. Yeah, it was insane. She, that's a two billion dollar loser, and he spent less yep. than half of that. So don't yep. tell me about money. I mean, it's all about how can you go on out there and use media and be be really. Um, be really uh, 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 crafty in the way that you get out to people. And the internet, if it were free, is is chock full of fertile ground for people to get on. Think about shows like yours, shows like mine, and all the other shows uh, of friends that we know that were taken off of YouTube because yeah. of one reason or another. Think Think about the kind of audiences that individuals would have if the internet was an actual free and open place again. But it's not, and it's the most fertile ground to change minds, hearts, and, and 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 voting patterns now, which is why they have clamped down in such embarrassing ways. You know, promoting authoritative sources. Why yeah. is that? Because it t- doesn't take a million dollars to win a campaign anymore. No, it doesn't take a, it doesn't take that shit anymore. So um, it's interesting. You know, it's pretty interesting when you look at the American political class. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of them, they're all lawyers. They all have sociology degrees. They all have humanities degrees. 
Nobody's really an entrepreneur, a business owner. Nobody's coming from an engineering or a scientific background. None of them. These are the worst of the worst, man. That's who's in our politics. And it, 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 the amount of graft that goes on, the amount of corruption that goes on. Like, case in point, like, they're still debating about building a new subway tunnel from Queens into Manhattan. They're still debating that. And and, and, and the cost overrun, like, I was looking at it, like, in, in I think in Paris, it's like, you know, $50,000 a, uh, a, a mile or, like, I don't know, not a mile, but, like, uh, 100 yards or something like that. And in New York, it's like quintuple that because you got to hire 500 guys per 100 yards. And then out of the 500 guys, two will be working, 498 will be drinking coffee, but you got to yep. pay all 500. Yep. <laughs> you know? I mean, yep. dude, it's, you know, and you'll see it. Look at the Cross Bronx, oh, you know. always under construction. Oh, you know, I, I, I love it. Whenever I, uh, I'm i in the car with either my friends or Lauren or something like that, we're driving around even locally. Yeah. I said, oh, oh, look, it's the union. Uh, you know, that's union work. One guy digging, five people watching. Yep. You know, it, it's like, you, you know what the hell's going on here? And, and you think about that, a tunnel from, from uh, Queens to wherever. If uh, he, Here's the majesty of, of, of a free society. If you actually had the city being run by people who understand what it is to allow a city to thrive. Like I mean, a meritocracy. Uh, you know, yeah, get people get off of people's throats stop making it harder for people from all classes all walks of life to enter into a marketplace of ideas by by strangling them with with regulations and one thing or another i'll get rid of the red tape let people get on in there and do some business if the if the city is humming with people making money hand over fist and you allow somebody a big developer to come on in a donald trump type to come on in to say you know what uh, we've got the know-how and we've got the capital and we've got some backers. We would love to actually go and create this tunnel for you between Queens and so on. And uh, of course, we'll just run it for you and it'll be our, our little thing. The, the, the whole, the, the whole, um, the reason why, you know, the New Jersey turnpike is called what, what it is, you know, a turnpike, you turn the pike, you go around toll roads. This is how we actually built our our first highway systems, if you want to call it that way, in the country. It's private people building private roads, putting tolls on it. It pays for it. But there's also a service there that everybody gets around. What's the re what's the what's the reason for for not wanting to have somebody come on into a city and build a private subway and make its own rates and things like that? Why not? I mean, I yeah. mean, it's the same reason why Amtrak was destroyed. Amtrak, yep. since the, since the, from the time that the federal government started w w picked it up, has posted losses every damn year that it was yep. up because yep. it's the, 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 they don't know what it is to to create a good uh, customer service experience. They got rid of all the bar the the uh, the bar carts on there and things like that. They posted losses. The the, the more they try to centralize and public uh, and make everything public, the more things fall apart. Private enterprise is what makes free societies innovate. If things are not going well, if things are inefficient in some way, they will innovate overnight to find a way to bring people back to create value. Uh, if they are a, um, a, a company or something like that, that uh, has been, uh, been creating a little bit more pollution than people would like in their, their, uh, their neighborhoods. 
that is something else they're going to have to deal with. The only reason why we are getting to this level of efficiency right now is because we all have to live on the same planet. Uh, of course, all the machines that we made in the 19th century are going to be a lot less efficient than the ones now. But, you know, progressives think that if they stick their filthy paws into everything, they're going to make innovation come quicker. But it actually slows it to a crawl. And they think Big that time. that's progress. Right. I don't I don't get it. You know, uh, it's it's that's where we are. I I really wish that we could just turn back and go in the opposite direction and just unleash the ingenuity of everyday people um, and, and stop making it so goddamn hard to get a to to get a leg up on anything is that's our biggest problem right now. Yeah, it, it truly is, man. It seems like we were, we started ahead there in 2016 and then somehow now we're in this middle of this shithole. Yeah. <laughs> we, we took a wrong exit, bro. That's, I don't know. I don't know. Took a wrong turn know, somewhere. Man. Somewhere. <laughs> you know, we that's why it's, it's good to just keep a nice, uh, keep good inventory at home and make sure you have a, a nice little bubble, uh, a, a bubble of sanity inside of the 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 greater chaotic, um, you know, story that's playing out right now. Like things like this, our our talk right now. This is this is a, a nice little respite from shit outside. And of course, yeah. even right now, if I weren't on the phone with you right now, I'm hearing, I'm hearing. There's a cardinal in the background. This it's a beautiful day out. Uh, I'm just there's no problems back here. Yeah. This is this is what they tried to take you away from with the constant panic broadcasting. There's really not that much to be afraid of in life. Uh, we're all walking the same path. This is a peaceful day. Um, it's only chaotic when you tune into your dash, the dashboard on Twitter. It's chaotic when you put on CNN. Only there is racism destroying everybody's lives every day. Back here, it's just a quiet day in the backyard, and I don't even have a big one. It's just a small little paved backyard, and um, I, I wish everybody can just start forcing themselves into these little quiet moments a, little, a bit more, and um, and stop getting so addicted to the um, the drama, because that's yeah. really what takes us down paths that it's, it's just hard to break away from. You get addicted to it all. Very well said, man. Well, very well said, Frank. Thank you, man, for coming on with us, bro. I know it's been a um, long and coming, and would love to have you back again for uh, for more of uh, quite frankly. And folks, check out his broadcast. And Frank, give out your uh, your info again so people can okay. follow you. Well, I mean, I'm live every night, seven o'clock p.m. until nine p.m. Tonight, I'm only live from seven to eight because I have band practice. So uh, Tuesday nights usually it's only an hour, but we always start at seven. Monday through Friday, uh, and, and all all the information you need to know about the show is at quitefrankly.tv. All the places you can watch live is listed there. Uh, still on YouTube somehow. We're on D Live and Twitch and um, whatever's left of Periscope. We're still live on Twitter. That still happens. So there's a lot there. There's all blog posts and all ways to get in touch with the show. And I really appreciate you guys having me on. I I, I love your channel as well. We should definitely have you on with me. We have a uh, yeah, dude. Let me know. Absolutely, we should have a, a Friday night roundtables. Or I love doing stuff like that on Friday nights. We should do that together. One thousand percent, man. I'm game. Hey, th this is just hot off the press. Andrew Giuliani just announced he's running for mayor. Andrew Giuliani, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He just announced he's going to be running for mayor. 
Let's let's see if there's still if there's, if there's still enough old timers alive in New York City to say that remember. Come on out, that remember. Let's see. Yeah, let's, let's see. see. I don't, I don't well, know. Remember, remember. Well, here's the thing, Frank. We're we're in a we're in a situation where the the other party doesn't even need voters to win anymore. That's that's my that, They can manufacture all the vote they want. That's the thing that always curbs my enthusiasm. Yeah. It, it always curbs my enthusiasm. I, I think about I think about the real the, the physical realities that we know are true. 2020 showed us that we are by far a wonderfully diverse in thought majority. Yeah. There is a squeaky wheel minority that controls all the biggest bullhorns in the world. They control Silicon Valley. They control the networks. They control the newspapers. They control the American education system. They control the biggest bullhorns out there, but they are a squeaky wheel minority. And we were, what was taken from us is the ability to really drive home the perspective people needed about what the real reality things are in this, in this country. We're the majority. We are not crazy. We are not hateful. We are not exclusionary. We are not anything like that. And the other thing there is that it also puts this this um, this cloud over us that, okay, well, the, the real job now is how is it that we are ever going to go on out there in the numbers again and say, well, well next time we got to vote harder. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you that's not going to work. You, you want 150? That's why I want to – that's why like I get pissed off with this stupid uh, – Oh, 120 army generals and commanders has told the American public to vote harder. Fuck off. Seriously, where the hell were you guys? Seriously. Let's say say that Donald Trump got anywhere from 90 to 100,000 people that voted for him, which 100 million people that voted for him, which I really think that he was probably flirting with those numbers in actuality. What does he need to do or anybody needs to do next time? The next non-progressive candidate has to go out there and get 150 million people to vote for them. No, it's going to need 300 million, and then the opposite party will have 400 million. That's 700 million people. That's more people than we have in the country. That's okay, because some states had had, had that. The the 7 million people in one city, 20 million show up to vote. Wait, what? How How did that happen? I don't know. And if you if you get if you get 10 million people to vote for you in one city, they're going to find 10 million in one. It's it's like unless that is really addressed. And that's why I keep close tabs like everybody else does on what goes on in places like Michigan and Arizona. And of course, Pennsylvania. I know Pennsylvania is the most egregious Pennsylvania and New Hampshire. I hope they get their shit together because that was the most. You know what pissed me off? What pissed me off the most with Pennsylvania, with New Hampshire, with Georgia, with Arizona, with all the stuff. Yeah. So the well, the GOP has no balls. They got no balls. No. And dude, if they didn't have balls, we should have like, oh, I, I, that, that's a whole, Frank. That's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. <laughs> We're okay. That's 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 episode two. That's Where episode do we two. Find the balls. Where have the balls gone? Yeah. Where have the balls gone? <laughs> exactly so. right. That's folks, it. we're we're at the end of the show. Quite frankly, folks, you can follow him over at his. Uh, we'll have those uh, links in the description box, so make sure you check out his show. Quite frankly, you, you just Google "Quite frankly" and all his stuff comes up. You catch him on D Live and on and multiple other platforms. And with that being said, CJ, take it away. <laughs>